Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, March 30th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year's Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel ever so inclined, hit me up on there. Hit up the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns you might have. I'll answer them on the show if I can. I would love to do that. And here we are in week like number eight, I think, of hosting this podcast. It feels like eight. It's probably like six, but whatever. Last time I saw I, you guys heard from me, I was talking to Millard about the, the Diamondbacks. And have no fear, part two of that conversation will be dropping tomorrow. I just felt like I needed to change it up a little bit and whatnot. Have you guys waiting just a little bit longer, you know what I mean? So just like messing with you guys a little bit there. Today what I wanted to talk about was the opening day at home. And I know this this is this is a general baseball thing. This isn't exactly Padres exclusive, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about this because I experienced for the first time a Padres game on this opening day at home. I wanted to talk about that, give my thoughts on it. It was the opening day game against the Rockies from 2005. And I wanted to give my thoughts on that. Watching that game, I went in completely blind intentionally. I didn't want to know anything. I didn't even know how the game ended. I assumed certain things, but still had no idea how it was going to end. So this was a blast. And also, I want to talk about just opening day at home in general and how what I thought MLB did right with it. And also, some of my favorite games that they had on the schedule and things that I tuned into personally. And just have a couple of notes on that. So, just a, a fun little general talking about baseball. And I sound excited because I am. Because opening day at home, I know this happened. I'm recording this on a Monday. But it was just so cool to see baseball again, I guess you could say. Aside from just looking up old YouTube clips, it was really cool that they that they were doing something like this. So... Let's get right into it. The 2005 game against the Rockies and the Padres. So when this game happened, 2005, I was, this was 15 years ago. I was eight years old and I believe in like the third grade when this came out. So to put it simply, I did not give a flying bleep about the Padres back then. In a lot of ways, I didn't really care about sports back when I was eight years old. I had some love for the Yankees because of my parents, and that was kind of the the family tradition. You know, we were Yankees people. But in general, around this time in my life, I was definitely almost entirely Mr. Pop Culture Kid. And I still am now, as I've mentioned many times on the podcast before. But this was when I was staying home on weekends all the time, playing Sonic Adventure and, and random games like that. So so watching this game, like just in that state of mind, it's funny that I just had no idea what was going on in San Diego. Yet I'm hosting this podcast. So babamo. How about that? Um but it was it was a really fun experience now watching this, and that's why I made sure to watch all of this game. I didn't watch all of the other games. Um I actually watched a lot of the Padres Rockies comeback win from last year. I watched basically the entirety of that game. For the most part, though, I just watched like the highlights of these highlight games, I guess you could say. And I just put down a bunch of notes, some of my live thoughts. I mean, when, I, when I'm watching the game, first of all, I want to just, just to give a, a couple like peripheral things. The atmosphere of watching old games, it's really good. Just stuff from picture quality, 
even though it's not good picture quality to those brief moments you can tell what music is playing like in this case it was it was that fat joe song uh i forgot what it's called exactly but it's like turn the mic on or whatever that's how it starts and i say that because i recommend everyone checking out um katie delaney on twitter who's a writer for rick and morty she has a hilarious tweet about this song and this made me think about it so so go check that out. it's pinned to her profile so you'll see it immediately and just little things like that you know what i mean and i liked that it was just old school standard definition no hd no blu-ray none of that existed back then and that was what was really fun about watching an old game and i know this wasn't the oldest that they had but it was like 96 world series with the yankees they had that one there's a lot of stuff but i think that that just from a peripheral nostalgic i think infused perspective that's what i felt while watching the game and it was really cool just hearing it was just old school, man, and I I I appreciate it because now everything is so hyper focused and so perfectly captured. You sometimes miss the moments of VHS if you catch my drift, basically. But in terms of the game itself, it starts out with a kind of an omen, and that's that the bases were left loaded by the Padres, and I was like, oh well, that's quite the start. I assumed heading into this game because the game was in cores, it was it was Rockies. You know that Rockies games tend to get out of hand, especially when it's the classic ones. They're, it's rarely a pitcher's duel. I can't remember the last time a Rockies pitcher was had an ERA below four, to be honest with you, it's that, at least for when it comes to starting pitchers. And I remember the first the first they score, it's the Rockies got like two straight doubles. They drove in a run. They got a home run from Preston Wilson from the per- first pitch driving in three just going to preemptively say though i would just like to say that if i call him preston williams instead of wilson for the remainder of this little recap i'm sorry i'm just super obsessed with fantasy football and preston williams was a guy that was kind of important this past season a receiver on the miami dolphins by important i mean like he was a a flyer flex play you know what i mean for all my fantasy football fans so my apologies if i call him preston williams just putting that out, out there preston wilson drove in through with that home run it was a shot. It was five straight on Woody Williams, who was 38, I believe, at the time of this pitching, who was the starting pitcher um, for the Padres today or for this game. Then Giles gets a two-run home run. The game's 4-2 now, which is great. Phil Nevin makes it 4-3. And just a quick shout-out because Drew, when he was on the podcast, I don't know if he told this story, but he talked about how his sister met Phil Nevin before. So that was definitely a player that he was familiar with and whatnot. Jeff Baker gets a two-run home run. Xavier Nady gets a three-run home run. There's a sacrifice fly involved. It's 8-7 after all this stuff is happening. 8-7 San Diego. Giles is having a great game. Five runs for the Padres in the sixth inning. They eventually tie it, though, after a single by Helton. And then Wilson comes up again. And just watching this completely blind for the first time, I was like, oh, is this going to be like another home run? Because this is one of those games. It's one of those classic Rockies games that ends with a score of like 12 to. 12 to 9, you know, and that's actually close to what it ended up being. But basically, the big thing that happened is the Padres took the lead after a homer by Xavier Nady again. Basically, bottom nine, Mr. Trevor Hoffman, 37 year old Trevor Hoffman, comes in. Who this was one of the first times I watched him pitch live, and by live, I mean like I, I didn't know what was happening next, I guess I could say. And obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. At the time, he was presumably going to be a Hall of Famer. But guys, before we get into exactly what transpired in this kind of climactic uh, moment for the game and the big Trevor Hoffman kind of moment, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about Withings. Do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. 
A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale for 2020. If you are looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, and even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S.com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus body composition scales. That's withings, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com slash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus body composition scales. And what's up, guys? We're back here on the Locked On Padres podcast. Took a little bit of a break there, an abrupt break there, and I'm going to get to exactly why I did an abrupt break there, kind of towards the end of the podcast, but I was talking about Trevor Hoffman and how he was starting his ninth inning, and he's 37 at the time. He still ends up having a good season, but he blows it. Uh, Corey Sullivan, who makes his Major League debut, and then there's a walk-off home run. It was wild to watch. Overall, though, I enjoyed the game, and I have to say, just watching this game, It was kind of fun, believe it or not, despite the fact that I basically didn't know anybody that was from this game. The only people that I was familiar with were Xavier Nady, and the reason why I was familiar with him is because I was thinking, like, that's a a name I remember. Why am I remembering this name? I shouldn't remember any name from this game aside from people who went on to be, like, all-star Hall of Famers, right? But I remembered it because he actually played a little bit for the Mets and the Yankees, so that's probably why I'd heard the name before being a little bit more local and whatnot. So that was that was kind of interesting to see. Of course, I knew Trevor Hoffman. I knew of Khalil Green only because maybe like a few weeks ago when I was talking to one of my closest friends, and since he knows that I'm hosting Padres podcast, he was talking about some like old Padres that were like fan favorites and people that he remembers liking. And he brought up Khalil Green, who wasn't this incredible player based on, of course, just numbers that I'm looking at. That's all I can look at. He was more of a defensive type of shortstop, but he never really lived up to great potential. Even this year, the 2005 Padres team was kind of overall a bit meh, but they did end up making the Padres, I mean, the playoffs. And it was it was still a good season, but it wasn't like this incredible type of thing. And then I was familiar with Matt Holliday, who I actually have a fun story about this. Matt Holliday was one of my like hipster favorite like players for a little bit because I was watching a game when he was on the Rockies. I'm going to say this was like, oh, wait. Maybe. Maybe. No, I I forgot when he played for the Rockies. I think it was his last season with the Rockies. I was watching a game actually at a a family friend's house and he had like all the, the channels, I'm pretty sure. And we were able to watch this game that the Rockies were playing. And I remember walking in. I didn't know what was happening. And I just shouted to him while the game was going on. I was like, Matt Holliday's hitting a home run to left field. And then we watched it, and Matt Holliday hit a home run to, to left field. I said it completely blind, didn't know what was going on. And from then on, being the dumb little kid I was, and as you guys know, I chose a lot of, I had a lot of reasons, very arbitrary reasons for liking teams growing up. And this is no different. This is how I became a fan of Matt Holliday, because I called one of his home runs, being a very average, very casual, very unsophisticated, very kind of ignorant baseball fan back then. I really wasn't familiar at all with what was going on. And for me to call a home run like that, it was one of the first times that 
I felt like I was right on anything, to be perfectly honest with you. Then I just decided, one of my favorite players. Plus, I was a big fan of Green Day back then. So, Holiday, great song on American Idiot. So, and just the great name. So, dumb reason, but I know Matt Holiday was a, a, a player that I looked out for and definitely appreciated a lot more and was a great player for years. An all star caliber player, had some insane years with the Rockies and definitely was pretty productive for the Cardinals and their World Series run and all that stuff like that. So, that was a lot of fun. And I was also familiar with Bruce Bochy, who, of course, Bochy managed them from 95 to 2006 and then more famously, kind of from 2000 to 2019. He was the manager of the Giants. I'm actually curious how Padres fans, since I could not possibly understand this, how did Padres fans feel back then after he left to a divisional rival? I'm wondering if people were thinking, you know what, this guy's a good manager, he deserves another shot, and I wish him the best, or was it viewed as a betrayal? I'm going to make a guess that's more of the former, but I'm just curious to see how you guys feel about that whether it was in the time of when he left versus afterwards when he ended up winning of course three world series with the giants where you ever was every padres fan kind of like happy about it so i'm just curious about what your guys' thoughts on that feel free to message me on twitter or anything like that to let me know kind of what the, the some of the older padres fans perhaps definitely not of my generation necessarily what was the the atmosphere around when bruce bochi left and just some other notes there was an odd moment when preston williams catches a a pretty routine pop-up and his hat just comes flying off, which like it's, he doesn't go diving or anything like that. He's just running fast. And, and what's funny is that just in general, I'm surprised we don't see that more with the caps just flying off people's heads. (laughs) Um, Also, how did you guys not tell me that the Padres had a a reliever by the name of a Reyes, Dennis Reyes? How is, how did you guys not tell me this? He was only on the team for 2005. He was a bit of a journeyman reliever, but his nickname was actually the big sweat which is incredible because, honestly, if I was familiar with this guy back then, I would have adopted that as kind of my my nickname as well. So I just really appreciated that. There was actually this moment when Phil Nevin kicked the ball. Like, it, it bounced at the plate kind of, and then he kicked the ball out of bounds. <laughs> Put him in the Smithsonian immediately for trying to pull that. And it reminds me of when Philip Rivers... Back when he was in San Diego, or I should say back when the team was in San Diego, I remember there was a moment when I think it was Mike McCoy threw a challenge flag, and Rivers was like kind of yelling back at the sideline, like, why are you challenging this? And then he tried to kick it back over to the sideline to like make sure the ref didn't see it. It was really fun. I remember seeing that on like ESPN's Come On Man segment, so just a note about that. And just, yeah, like I was watching Khalil Green. He was interesting just because of what my friend Drew was telling me about. And I'm curious to hear what the rest of you guys thought. Was he a high prospect that people were expecting a lot out of? Really wasn't that big of an offensive beast. Hit around 250, 290 on base and 15 home runs. Really below average at the plate, but he was he was solid defensively for sure. There was a moment when Ramon Hernandez kind of, he got a steal, but he really almost like walked into second base. And I'm kind of convinced he was out. And I'm convinced that if we had replay back then and challenges and whatnot, that he would have been called out. But just overall, guys, I I, I really enjoyed watching the team the the team play. It was I went completely blind, and I want to kind of do that more. I actually might want to go and watch other famous Padres games from maybe like pre 2013 2012 when I started paying attention. To them was around that time, especially like paying attention to them seriously instead of just as a casual fan or whatnot. It was. I want, I'm kind of curious about looking back at some of the more famous Padres games, and I know that they aren't like this historic franchise that's in the playoffs every year, but this was an 82 and 80 season. They ended up getting swept by the uh, by the Cardinals in the playoffs. 
And next season was better, but they still ended up losing 3-1 to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals were kind of like the menace, the great menace of the the Padres, it seems, for a little bit after beating them two consecutive times. And the only other, the only complaint I guess I would have in, in general would be that I was not a fan of the graphics, the lack of graphics for the broadcast. It kind of was unfortunate. I assume there's maybe some copyright involved. I wouldn't, like, from different channels that were playing the game, maybe there was some weird stuff behind the scenes that they couldn't play some of those graphics that they had, which was unfortunate because there were a couple times when I would just be checking my phone and I'd be like, wait, 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 what's the score again? And I couldn't like see that, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to, I didn't want to take a chance that I looked up the game and then I saw the final score. You know what I mean? I couldn't do that. I couldn't, there's no way I could have found here's the, the score of the Padres game through the sixth inning, but don't show me the end. You know, that would have been impossible. So that was a little bit unfortunate. But in general, just seriously, unbelievable stuff. I really had a blast. And if you guys want me to do more of my, I guess, first impressions of old school like Padres games or maybe players or plays or uh, articles, like please send me those suggestions. And I, I'd love to read them or watch them and whatnot and kind of, do some little nostalgic throwback stuff and kind of give my perspective on things that I wasn't even a part of, you know, and, and, and just in general, just for my own pleasure, I'd like to see and be more involved with the team history. And then lastly, there was actually a piece published by Mr. Jeff Sanders, who was on the podcast recently on Tuesday, last Tuesday, and it was about Phil Nevin. And I recommend everyone checking that out. Shout out to the homie Jeff Sanders, who was a nice quick little interview that we had with him. Recommend everyone checking out that and checking out his piece that was basically the underachieving Phil Nevin and how they they traded for him. It was him covering how on that day, which was March 29th, when they traded for him and what kind of happened. So everyone, check that out. It was really cool. And guys, that's actually going to do it for today's edition of the podcast because here's the funny thing that actually occurred, right? I was recording this podcast and I just got on a roll. I was originally, as I talked about at the top of it, I was going to also talk about some of my other favorite games that happened for the rest of MLB opening day at home. And it turns out that the podcast went really long. I guess I got just really passionate and just went, went for it. And the thing ended up being 45 minutes long. And I didn't want to put that all, yeah, 45 minutes, that's right. And I didn't want to make that all for one podcast, one, because it's just smart and for content's sake. So I decided that, let me save it for the rest of the week. So you guys are going to get the rest of my thoughts on MLB opening day at home, including the Padres game that I watched, the epic come from behind win that they had against the Rockies, just as recently as... Oh, right. Last season and some of my other favorite games and just I I guess I got just carried away and broke down the Padres game a lot and whatnot. And then I also got into some of my other favorite moments and games that they talked about throughout the day in a general baseball sort of sense. So that's going to be it for today's edition of the podcast. Sorry if this is a little bit weird and I kind of lied to you, I guess, at the top of this. But hey crazy editing moment for me right now. When I realized how long this was when it was ending, I was like, oh man, it's going to take a little bit longer for me to edit this one for sure. So yeah, that's it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. No matter what the circumstances, no matter the silly editing, no matter how much overzealous I get, and when I record, I will always be making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, whatever. You can follow myself or the show on twitter the show is the most important one of course which is at lo underscore padres tweeting out all the information about the show and a couple memes every now and then remember tomorrow's podcast is going to be the one with millard and then i'm thinking that thursday's podcast will be my my final thoughts on this mlb opening day at home thing so stay tuned for that until next time 
Stay safe, and of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.